The Greenleaf Couch is the right of all sentient beings, a podcast of nerdy friends and their casual conversations through fandom, convention going, gaming, and more. Transform and roll out. to another episode of the Greenleaf Couch. We are broadcasting to you from the actual house of the couch itself. We're actually looking at it, although we should be sitting on it, but we're actually not. <laughs> we're in the dining room because of all of our gear and having to set it up. Oh, yes. Yes. So how's everyone doing? It's been another month. Good, doing good, man. Trying to burn alive in Georgia heat. Okay. Yeah. Any of you who are located in the southeast know that this is a ter- terrible time of year. I think we're all sitting here in some different form, some different state of uh, sweat and uncomfortableness. It's the yeah. whole meme of I'm not saying it's hot, but you know, two hobbits came in and threw a ring at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we've got we've got, uh, we've got Chris and Mariska on uh, on Skype. So I don't know what's the how are you guys up there? Are you guys even remotely? It's wonderful. It's Fuck so you much guys. Fuck <laughs> <Don't laughs> <shock> yourself. <laughs> We're great. obviously really good friends, <laughs> but gently. That's because right. We love I love it. And cover yourselves afterwards. Gently fuck yourself sideways. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yourself all, with a chainsaw. You've all heard of Light a candle because yes, yes. it's not too hot to do that. That's right. What's uh? What's the tone? Nibble what? on your own ear for a little bit. <laughs> what's, I don't think it's gotten over the high eighty. You here. suck, man. It's like ninety-five here with a hundred and fifty percent humidity. Yes. I know. Like, we forgot how bad it was. We were down in Orlando at Disney World two weeks ago, and we were dying. We oh, I really we were not God. acclimated anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's man. rough. I've been running some mornings, and even at 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, it's already just, like, sweltering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, Chris, it's going to be really hot on Monday. It's going to hit 90 in the highs. It's going to be terrible. Uh, again, again, <laughs> again. Jump off a building. <laughs> we need to disconnect them. You please. all suck. Connectivity problems. I know, right? Oh, we're I'm, losing you. We're losing you. I'm very, very. What is that? All right, so we, uh, we like I said, we are back. Uh, we've got at least one story from me, uh, and uh, we got uh, another story from Jessica. We've got a uh, uh, couple uh, quick reviews. A couple of us went to see a couple of movies that have been out. Yeah. In theaters, Mershka's <laughs> uh, got a story. So yes, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just jump into mine. Mine is uh, just a uh, a story I found out just perusing the web, and uh, I found about found out about this uh, residence of a religious group in uh, Oregon. Uh, it's called the Temple Oculus Anubis. Um, Apparently, for a while, it was floating around as something like urban myth. It just a quick Google search, you can find, uh, you can find, uh, you can find anything on this. But basically, it's just this 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 house that's at the end of this wooded road. You come to this great, like Egyptian-looking gate that uh, that has like, Egyptian hieroglyphs on it, with two lions standing on it, big statuesque lions, and a road that just leads down to the property. And at the end of the road is this big white statue of you know looks like a uh, Egyptian god of some kind. Um, it's just kind of interesting. It's it's a fun little trip because I I can't I don't know what is 100% true and what is fake. 
there there are apparently you can find some real articles from like the Oregon state government, you know, where they applied for like building permits or things like that. Apparently, that was the most recent thing they had applied for building permits to to build underground um, underground tunnels, like livable tunnels, and that was like the most recent story. But then there's all sorts of other crazy stories on here of people saying that they were followed by people from from the area, which is probably fake. But then you've got pe- I've, I've uh, found people who have heard about this, and then they go and they take their picture in front of the in front of the gate just to prove that this place is actually real. So if you want to if you want to dive down the rabbit hole, go check out the uh, the uh, Temple Oculus Anubis. They have a Facebook. Page. And they have a Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> No. Just laugh. This is like just some really rich motherfucker just poning everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could just be someone who really likes Egyptian culture. I mean, well, it's like Egyptian. It's like say, so the main gate. You've got like, you've you've got like the higher. You know, you got the big archway with the. Uh, let's get back to the picture. You got the big archway, you know. But then you've got the hieroglyphs here, and but then you've got like what looks like uh, English style, like uh, lion and dragon crests. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's saying like, there's some like, weird shit going on, but, you know, Brendan Fraser and Arnold Vosloo were walking around with <laughs> Rachel Weiss. Oh, no, but I thought this was so. in the most recent uh, Tom Hanks trailer. <laughs> oh, for... <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Dan Brown movie. Oh, God. Oh, this place God. in Oregon. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, if, if, if you're bored and need a trip down the rabbit hole, go check it out. Their Facebook page is just called uh, Oculus Anubis, and it's labeled as a religious organization. It's got four ratings. It's got six, they got six public ratings. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Of course. What is oh, somebody rated it yeah, a scroll one. Down. What is it, like scroll a bed and breakfast? Scroll down. You can rate this shit? Yeah, let's read it. Where are the ratings at? Yeah, see, look, uh, there are people, like, posting on the page. Scroll up, scroll up. Oh. I think if you click the right there, more reviews, right? Yeah, let's, let's look at these. More, more reviews. reviews. Okay. There you go. Please. See who left that one. I want to speak. What does that say? I want to speak to one of you frat boys about the Oculus Clemson University chips you frat boys paid for. Tell your puppy that Sekhmet wants to play. Okay, this this is... I, I Hey, yeah. we know somebody by that name. <laughs> that name. All right, guys. Just check it out. Yeah, check it out. Go have some fun. Explore. Interesting. Mercy, you want to go next with yours? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. So my story's actually kind of all over the place right now, so I didn't pull it from any particular website. Just... You know, I have all these, you know, fingers and various different geek news sites, so just something I've seen coming in. But there is, and I wasn't familiar with this one, there's a lot of Star Trek um, fan films and fan series uh, being made. You know, I, I know um, Vic Manana's got uh, Star Trek Continues, yeah. and there's various other things going on out there, but um, evidently CBS, in response to this big, you know, scandal over... Um, uh, Anax, let's see, Anaxar Productions is the name of the studio, mm-hmm. and they evidently were raising money, and it's they've actually got some pretty big name people involved with theirs in the you know kind of sci-fi community. Richard Hatch plays a role on it, for example, um, and he's from uh, the original, well, original and new BSG for those who don't know. Um, but ev- evidently, they did a um, a uh, GoFundMe or a Kickstarter to raise money for uh, this particular um, fan film they were making. And just raised ridiculous amounts of money, and they were actually paying the salary of like the writer. Plus, they built like a sound studio, and they did all this crazy stuff with it. And I think that got the attention of, of CBS, and so they've now released. There was like a little bit of some court stuff that went on between the two of them, um, and a threat to sue. And then they've just, as of I think maybe two days ago, released some actual official guidelines for... So they're saying, yes, you can make fan films, you can make fan TV episodes of Star Trek, you can use official licensed logos and things in it, 
but they released all these guidelines of what you can and can't do. So I thought yeah. that was like kind of significant and interesting because a lot of times big um, franchises like this just simply don't allow that kind of thing. Well, it's just like Fox going after all the people who are making the Jane. So are they trying to say you, know? you can't yeah. use the Star Trek logo? No, 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 you, no can. you can. They just released like official guidelines for what you can and can't. Yeah, there's a guy in Trekkies, I think, the dentist. Less than 15 minutes if it's a single episode. You can have a two-parter, but it can't exceed 30 minutes. Um, <clears throat> you do have to have like this particular little. Um, you can you can't have Star Trek or I think official in the title, but you and you have to have like a subtitle of a Star Trek fan production, mm -hmm. and then you've got to you, you know have a certain amount of um, uh, uh, what do you call it attribution? Yeah, you know, attribution rather. I don't know where that came from. Attribution to Star Trek as far as them as a the copyright holder, um, and then you know they've got guidelines on what you can use as far as. Um, like you can't, you can distribute it. It has to be distributed free. You can't make any money off of it. Um, you can't sell Blu-rays or DVDs. But they actually listed like all of this stuff that you can and can't do. But what's interesting is, you know, I know that this this may hurt Vic um, Mignogna's Star Trek Continues because it's been an ongoing series and that yeah. sucks because it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, and it's certainly intended to target this particular studio that made all the money off of it. But but it really it's they're really without any. Um, any subtlety saying it is okay to produce, you know, TV shows and I mean it's okay to produce episodes and, and short films, which I you know so there's kind of good and bad with it because they're definitely saying we are okay with this. You can do this. You're allowed to use our logos. You're allowed to use the name. You know, you just have to follow the rules. So I thought it was kind of an interesting, I interesting think thing for them to decide to do. It also comes on the heels of CBS trying to say no one can speak Klingon. They tried to say Klingon was theirs. And because it was part of the Star Trek world, and a judge said that makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so I think they finally decided they were going to have to give because they realized that as much as they can own the property, it's still a living, breathing thing now that's gotten beyond. Like they were so successful, it's now beyond their right. Yeah. Purview. I mean, it's it's so integrated so, into the culture. I mean, it's been around yeah. for fifty plus years. There's no way they can just. You know, say you can't. I mean, not to mention the fact people costume, people speak Klingon, oh, yeah. Klingon weddings. There's but they're Klingon not making Bible. any profit off yeah. of that. You I mean, it's, if anything, it's promoting. You need to watch. Gail was kind of here because it's starting to sound a little bit like You need to watch Trekkies if you have a one and two. Because uh, I watched one. I haven't watched two yet. Yeah, and, and Trekkies two, the the guy, one of the guys is actively making a fan film, and they're gonna they were gonna license it out and stuff. So I think, I mean. The fact that they're just now addressing this is weird. I'm like, the mm -hmm. timing's a little off. I mean, because Trekkie fans have been going... I mean, there was a guy who was a dentist office. His yeah. entire dentist office practice was Star Trek-themed. All of his nurses wore mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Federation uniforms. and so. I, I think for that... I mean, they're just making money that, off of well, but I think bringing people that, in based okay. on that. But, but, the whole, yeah. but the whole reason they're there is for dentistry. They're not... That, and he just happens yeah. to have right. it where it looks like Star Trek. Sure. Yeah, and they're not addressing Probably for like that fan kind films. of thing at all. They're just addressing... The one thing I wonder what sucks about that is like, like you were saying with Vic's show because like Vic's had he's had Lou Ferrigno on there multiple times yeah, he's yeah. had Gigi Edgeley she's she's one of the main characters now isn't she like she and she part of the crew I and I know she had a big so. role in the last episode. She did. Okay, and I know like Grant Imahara yeah, is um, he with, plays on there too. Yeah, yeah. Grant's a regular. He's yeah, yeah. Uh, Sulu, and he is just so loyal to the feel and. You know the way the scripts are written, the costuming, the acting is 
is just, I mean, you could almost feel like you're sitting down watching an original series. Mm-hmm. He's got that, he's got it's that good. Shatner kiss really down. Good. <laughs> yeah. He's got the Shatner lady grab kiss down. He does. <laughs> he does it perfectly. I can fill in yeah, the information on that Axanar. It's, um, they're on Facebook as Axanar, A-X-A-N-A-R, and on the web as AxanarProductions.com. Yes. Cool. So there's that. I know uh, Ri- uh, Richard Hatch last last couple of Dragon Cons. He's been talking about it mm-hmm. every time we saw him. Yeah, he's been he's been pushing it pretty hard. I, I remember seeing something about that a few mm. weeks ago because they were. I, I guess there was a lawsuit at some point or yes. an injunction. One of these things where it was coming into court, and the court was basically saying, "Okay, if you're going to say that you can't use Star Trek, you have to delineate what it, what Star Trek is," and that yeah. it got into. It was like you said. It was such a big thing. It's bigger than. It's not just this little concept with character names and stuff anymore. It was yeah, really interesting. Yeah. So I imagine it's becoming a thing now because, you know, like they've made um, Firefly fan films for a while. Oh yeah. But like, I imagine like until probably what the last five six years, pretty much the only way you could distribute was selling DVDs at a convention. But now there's yeah. so many avenues for you to sell media like through YouTube, you can monetize through YouTube and, um, you know, doing GoFundMes and Kickstarters and all that, so it's much easier to distribute something that's indie produced, so that's probably why they're starting to to look at it and address it, so that, you know. Well, we, we, yeah. we, oh, we no, we had talked about that, because uh, Chris Mariska, we had talked about that before, about, because um, it was all of a sudden, it was like uh, uh, Dragon Con and the, com- and the convention, all the other, like, com- Comic Con had kind of reached its height like it, you know, it's it's geek chic hype, and then all of a sudden, that's when like I remember Fox coming down. They started, yeah. take, uh, you know, attacking all the people on Etsy, saying mm-hmm. like, "You have to take all this, you know, all the Jane yeah. hat stuff mm-hmm. down." And so any people sort of... just started naming them something different. Chris right. is like yeah. busting to say yes. something over here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Well, no, I was just gonna say. Plus, we don't know what kind of uh, weird arcane uh, intellectual property legalese. Uh, might have gotten triggered by them creating a new show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And plus, um, and and just I guess for posterity, the the Kickstarter raised uh, about six hundred and thirty-eight thousand wow. dollars out of wow. yeah, hundred thousand. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I will say that I have very mixed feelings about this because I, I understand that they want to, you know, protect the the income potential. I mean, as a librarian, I deal with copyright all the time, and I get that. I think that in some ways, I, I think it's fine that they've done that and the guidelines are good, but there's a few things that I really think are really going to hamper creativity and not really benefit CBS in any way. Like the fact that they're limiting you to 15 minutes mm-hmm. or 30 minute total for a two-parter. I mean, what it doesn't hurt them if it's a free, if it's, you know, a crowdfunded, non-profit making, you know, show that lasts for a season. That That's, how is that any different to them mm-hmm. than, you know, it being, you know, a two-part, 30-minute total episode? You know, there's a few things that I have issue with, and some of it I think is fine, but it's just very interesting that they have actually come out and done this. So I guess they really took, you know, the Anaxar stuff very seriously. Um, maybe it was just kind of the straw. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to me, it's, I mean, I, I understand the intellectual property and stuff, but what's always kind of bugged me is that if people have gone... You know, people always ask you, you know, CBS and, you know, all the big networks and stuff, you know, to, hey, we want this content. And, you know, we're constantly told, no, 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 no. Or you just, no, we're not doing that now. We're not doing So, like, what it, what does it hurt 
if someone goes and they did all the legwork, they raised all the money, like, and nobody's getting rich off of it, you know, mm-hmm. it, and it is at the end of the day, it's still just a fan film or it's right. just a, a fan series. Like, well, they they could, CBS right now could come out with like a whole re, like reboot of the original cast mm-hmm. and just totally wipe over what Vic is doing, but Vic could still right. do his thing, you know, it's like. I, I think for them, the difference was just how far this particular last effort went. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy was paying himself a salary of 40000 a year. Oh, wow. I mean, he was. He was doing all this stuff out of here that very clearly crossed, I think, some, some lines. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think that, you know, when fans do stuff like this, when they make a fan film or that, you know, for the most part, I think that the majority of our community that do that kind of thing are very respectful of, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the franchise. We're not trying to make a profit off it. We're not trying to, you know, to take advantage of it. We're just showing our appreciation, and I think that's that's fine, and that's why it's not generally addressed. I think this this particular instant just crossed the line, I mm-hmm. think is what, yeah. what happened. And they were just like, okay, this is too much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Probably has to do with the fact that they are coming out with a new one, too. Yeah. That, too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think yeah. what Chris was saying. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking that's, that, that's, that certainly factors in as well. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it's really interesting because I read something recently related that in the convention, in the geek world, you know, we kind of get away with tre- treading on the line of intellectual property without crossing it entirely like I mean really any any of this fan art that's sold at conventions really shouldn't be I mean and I'm not saying somebody should crack I'm not trying to be like a hall monitor here but right, right. there's a lot of stuff that fans get away with making money on yeah. that's breaching intellectual property left and right I mean yeah, yeah so you could make an argument even that you know if you're selling prints of yourself in a costume you could you could make the case that that's a breach of intellectual property because you're making a profit off of somebody else's design. So yeah. I, I could see why they would crack down again with just as easy as it is now to make a living. Um, but That's I do true, wonder yeah. though, I, the, the link thing is curious because I could, I told, I agree with them saying you can't sell this. You can't make a living, you know, you can't make profit off of it. Um, I, I, I'm sure there's some terminology in there for covering your costs or whatever that you don't have to take a loss on it but yeah um i, I don't i don't understand the link thing either um that's very odd i wonder if and, and i would wonder if they have something that's in there that says you know if you do it through youtube are you allowed to run ads on it because you're, 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 you're not you're not you're not allowed to run ads okay so right, basically they will only let you raise your stuff through like um Crowdfunding up to fifty thousand, nothing beyond. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So they, they address it very detailed. Yeah, yeah. So they've really obviously thought it through very well. Hey, that, you can make a lot of money off of YouTube too. We looked at. Oh it. yeah. Oh, that's Without like the, the. I good. mean, the viewer count obviously. Yeah. Is the same, but the, the there's good, people that make two figures, four figures. You know. There were there was one guy who got paid. Um, he was a couple years ago. He was like one of the more popular guys, but he was getting paid like a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. It's like the Good Mythical Morning guys. That's I don't cute. know if any of you watched that. Like yeah. Rowan got like Rowan got me hooked on yeah, it. They're funny. But they it was two. They started out as two guys. Now they have their own company in LA yeah. that hires like eight That's to ten Mark, people. Markiplier is like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, PewDiePie is the one yeah. that they, he's he's got 43, 44 million. He's the top subscribed one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were talking about this, it's like five years ago. If we would have said all we had to do was film ourselves being jackasses as we played video games right. and we'd be millionaires, oh, yeah, yeah. We could, yeah. What the hell is we wrong missed, with us? We, yeah. missed, yeah. we missed a window on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is though, like that, it's it's there's also an asterisk on that too because a lot of those people they got in during the earlier days yeah, of yeah. YouTube it's and it's not that now. way anymore. Yeah. yeah. You can but, get a lot more views. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We a mutual friend of me of Howie actually he plays video games with, with a bunch of us, but uh um he's got a friend who sh- 
is like a Minecraft streamer, and he yeah. makes that's how he makes a living. Yeah. I mean, he literally yeah. records himself playing games, and that's that's the thing. I'm like, you were funny enough talking about this earlier, racking our brains because we've done that. This has come up time and time again. He was like, well, because I've thought about doing like, there's so many uh, sifting through makeup videos on YouTube, but yeah. like doing like prosthetic things, and I follow a lot of people. Yeah. Chris is like, film yourself putting on the Gimli makeup, oh, you know, God. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you but, should. And I'm like, but there's so many people, and to sift through that, right? If I mean, I'd probably be the only one doing Gimli makeup. Well, if you, you got to corner you, your market, if you tagged it properly, right. you could. Yeah. You could All get about people. the tags. Yep. Yeah. Got a hashtag. Yeah, I've been wanting to to do something writing wise. I've got some ideas, but it's that same thing. It's like, how do you do something that's not being done by twenty seven thousand other people? Like, yeah. like makeup video. Like, I like makeup. I wouldn't be able to do makeup tutorials. I just wouldn't feel good my face up in the camera, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting, you know, just seeing how people. I, I think it's so cool the way some people make a living now. Like yeah. that, you can. I know we're so far off the topic now, but that there's ways. Like if you'd said, like you said five years ago, if you'd said, yeah, people are gonna make a living of playing video games and recording their reactions. I'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> really? No. Well, like Nerdy no. Nummy, she cornered the market of yeah. uh, filming in her really small kitchen mm -hmm. with, yeah. like, a really low budget, and she was the first one to really... I mean, everybody knew about food shows, but she was the first one to really corner the market on nerdy food themed making. Food, right. Yeah. Themed food. And right. it doesn't help that... I mean, it, it helps that she's little and cute and perky mm -hmm. and... You know, that helps, but, I mean, she was, she really cornered the market on yeah, it, and now she's can, huge. I mean, and you can, you don't have to, and that's the thing, you don't just, I'm just doing this to put a shameless plug for one of my favorite people. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to be super huge. Uh, here we go. You don't have to be super huge, too, but you can have, a, you know, you can have enough to get yourself a gold play button and <laughs> pimp your walrus around. Which is who Ramos. 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 Just say it. <laughs> Ramos. We love him, too. We love walrus, Ramos. come on. We love Ramos. A lot of Ramos quotes happen in our household. Yes. We need to get him on as a guest. That would be great. Wouldn't oh, it? I'll, hash, I'll hashtag Robaz, see if he'd be willing oh to uh, do it. Oh, but by the way, Mr. Here has contacted both Ernest Klein and Andy Weir, and Andy Weir actually got back to us on the greenleafcouch.com. Really? He's, like, he's really busy right now. He would he's love to, see, but he's, he's, writing, writing, he's writing new books. He's writing, oh, he's writing new books. Yeah, yeah, Ernest yeah. Klein is like kind of trying to make the Ready Player One movie with Steven Spielberg right now, yeah. but he oh, did yeah. email him. But That's Andy awesome. Weir got back. And if you don't Holy know who Andy crap. Weir is, he wrote The Martian. So. Nice. Matt Damon awesome. on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he did like a five minute snippet with us sometime, that would be amazing. He, I think he, I mean, the fact that he actually, it, it, wasn't, was a, it wasn't his yeah. publicist, it, he was actually him. That's so. cool. So I'll, I think Rob S. then, I'll. Dude, I, I, will, I will hashtag the hell out of him and see if he'll be willing. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. What? You never know. You never hey, know. yeah, no, that's like what you're saying. Like, because I, yeah. I think on one of them, like we, uh, one in the beginning of, I think in the beginning of one of ours, we were talking about, you know, hashtag Chris Evans, hashtag. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who else had news stories? Anyone else got one? Did you have one for you? Uh, is it a news story or a calendar thing or how does this qualify? It's just if you have anything, you know, did you, did you find anything around the internet or any other sort of new thing um, coming on? Well, or, yeah. if we're going to shamelessly plug things, since sure, you why not? started it, Princess Augusta has a shameless plug. Um, last year, I attended the Geek Out convention in Asheville and was a part of their burlesque show, Geek-tastic. And this year I'm doing it again. So... The Geek Out Convention in Asheville is a tiny but well-run convention, and this year it is August 12th through the 14th, so that's a Friday to a Sunday. 
and it is at New Mountain Asheville, which is a great little venue that has several halls and different places for things to happen. And Geektastic happens that Friday night, and it is a geek-themed burlesque show that this year will be headlined by Danger Doll, and if I can geek out for a moment, if you want to look up Danger Doll on YouTube, that's D-A-N. G-R-R-R, -R -R, so it's Danger Doll, <laughs> and you can find such things as Chun-Li Burlesque, and the very toothy <laughs> rabbit from uh, Holy Grail, nice. and um, she has this great polar bear one, which is outside of geek purview, but not outside of greatness, so my whole fangirl thing right here is laying on the fact that I will be on the same stage as Danger Doll, and also... Um, April Queen, Queen April, who runs the um, who runs the Geektastic show with some of her other girly girl review ladies. She is, she runs a great show. It'll be a great thing. You can look them up at geekoutavl.org for the convention, and you can find Geektastic, a burlesque review on Facebook. And I will be there. Yay! Yay! Congratulations! Yes, it's exciting. So, do you have like I a just like the Facebook page. Yes. Not that far from Chris and I either. There should be. I don't actually know who else is in the show because it's just past the acceptance date today while we're recording, but I know that by the time this is posted, they'll have made some announcements, and I'm sure it'll be a great lineup. So, Princess Augusta, we know for sure because I'm sitting right here, but um, other than that, I'm just going to trust that it was super badass last year, and it's going to be doubly badass this year. So. Well, if you if you've got any new updates by the time this posts, we can just put it in there. Oh, we can put throw it in, it the in post. there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you have like a th uh, themed number you're gonna do, or um, you gonna do something new? Or? Well, I, it's 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 a character I've explored before. I don't want to give too much away, okay. but um, I will be. If you can think of a character that would mix well with the green fairy, it's um it's a little absinthe comic book villain tribute. Okay, so. fun. Huh. Mm -hmm. Very fun. That's how it'll be. Tomorrow I'm creating a giant tool boa with some um, fake florals and greenery fun. that will go with it. So working up towards that August nice. 12th through 14th in Asheville, North Carolina. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Congratulations again. Yes. That's my announcement. Right on. <laughs> I'll make my story super quick. Mine's not really news. It was just something I thought was super cool. Um, we can share it on the page later. Um, I saw this <laughs> as I was in the midst of cleaning out my horrifically just overcluttered house. But um, I saw this thing. It was, it was minimalism on the rise in Japan. And it was one of these things where we had, like, the clickbait title. Where it was, like, this guy owns three pairs of socks, four shirts, and two pairs of pants or something. And you're like, what? So, um, and it kind of just does this quick. It's a quick little non, you know, it's a quick little news blip on this man and apparently this is on the rise in Japan um but he it's going for like this very zen minimalist way of life and um I think it said all all told you know kitchen utensils clothing everything he owned less than 150 th things hmm. and I was like I have like 150 pairs of of socks like I, I probably don't have that many pairs of socks but I mean I, I cannot fathom only owning 150 things but it was really neat because it just kind of showed his day-to-day -day life um 
and it was talking about this is kind of a rising movement. And some people it said it was kind of as a reaction to um, kind of the increasing earthquakes in Japan. So less like stuff was less, stuff. yeah, less yeah. stuff was less to get damaged, less to potentially hurt you when it, if it fell. Um, but it was really neat because it was showing these people, um, and they were saying it, it was like this whole style of life because they even moved in a way to make the least amount of sound possible. Like they were just their life was as small as possible. It was just very interesting to watch. Went like total zen with it. Yeah, it was yeah. very cool. Like, um, not for me, but <laughs> but <laughs> I did admire it because I was just like, how much simpler? You know, can you imagine like? You know, your life would be so much simpler if you didn't have a bunch of yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I watch a fair amount of HGTV, and uh-huh. the tiny house movement is yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. a very similar kind of idea. Yeah. Like My, 250 um, square foot for like a family of four. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I just, I think that's such a cool idea, but I'm like, what happens on taco night? Like, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, you guys missed it when we had taco night over here, table Full yeah, of accoutrement. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more <laughs> of the aftermath of taco yeah. night, like uh, like four people in a small office. Your little your oh. little peat moss toilet is not going to exactly. Oh, well, that's yeah. what you were going. For. I, I was going... talking about the fat ass. I was talking oh yeah, I know that too. I was like, like some guacamole <laughs> on top of the avocado <laughs> on top of the tacos. Listen, listen. <laughs> That sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. It was delicious. There is no judgment here. Okay. I'm thinking Funko Pops. So I can't get rid of the Funko hey, so Pops. My Funko Pop collection will not. Right? No, no. So shit from tacos. Okay. No, yes. I'm not getting. So Funkos, not, not, it rhymes. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, can't get rid of my Funkos. Or my DVDs. Oh, right? No. Yeah. no. On some level, when I, like, when I moved into my new house, I was kind of like that. Like, I didn't buy more than, like, two plates. Y'all yeah. been to my house. Y'all saw how much I don't have. Yeah. My, uncle, my uncle lived like that. You know, it's because, like, yeah, I didn't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you still have, like, display cabinets full of all your geeks. Right. Stuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that, it, it's one of those, uh, I, I, I've, yeah. yeah, my house is starting to fill up with stuff they throw the, away uh, at work. The least God. geeky thing I do is um, get Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop newsletters every oh, Thursday. Oh, God, Christ, hang on. And- hang on. <laughs> I hate read them. Because, okay, good. No, there was a great BuzzFeed article about a girl that tried to live Gwyneth Paltrow's day, and it cost her 750 Well, it cost BuzzFeed $750, and she oh said it was God. impossible. <laughs> but I hate read these things. But she was also talking about the uh, the minimalist, and, and the one she swears by is the Con Mary. Yeah. Marie Kondo. And uh-huh. uh, I guess she was the one that made the, like, big, like, organized method mm-hmm. for it. And she was talking about getting rid of everything you don't love. Yes. And I was like, if I got rid of everything I own that I don't love, I'd be left with one pair of pajama pants, my <laughs> stuffed monkey germy, and, like, my favorite pillow. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all of yeah. that. I mean, I don't have a lot. I have more stuff than I need. But I don't have, like, a lot of stuff, but most of it I just have because I either use it. Right. Or because whenever I try to get rid of it, somebody goes, not that. I think yeah. we have a shred of porter in all of us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was gonna ask if she did that part. Yes. No, but reading the article was the uh, apparently really, is that true? Yeah, that's yes, part yes, of that's part no. of the thing. Is that are you sure that's not an onion article? No, no, no it's no, real. No, no, it's reading real. the article. Okay, so so the thing I just her vet. She steamed her vet. One, one of the things that Gwyneth Paltrow... Okay, <laughs> like Gwyneth broccoli. Pal- yes, Gwyneth Paltrow was a little crazy on that goop side. One of her things that she says people should do is steam spa their genitalia. Well, yeah. Go steam your vag, basically is what she's saying, or you're drunk. I'm not hanging my vag over a neti pot or some shit. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not hanging over a teapot. You know, it's, it's going to start whistling when I'm it's not, done. I'm not, I'm not stir fry, okay? Like, like well, I'm said, not veggies. 
least geeky thing I do, and I do it out of pure, I mean, seriously, every Thursday I open that newsletter and the first words out of my mouth are, holy crap, what now? Oh my god. That's it's amazing. the most pretentious she's a little, piece of shit. She's a little, she's a little batty. I no doubt she and I could have a fantastic, you know, $70, $80 cardio class as long as she was paying, <laughs> but I'm not doing it on my own. Ever. No, it's it's hot yoga with the steam applicator. You know? <laughs> That's right, Tracy Anderson's biceps. It's like, honey, honey, we love you as Pepper Potts, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> pull the, the golden stick out of your ass. What is it they when her and her husband and Chris Martin got conscious uncoupling or something? Yes, conscientious. I read uncoupling. that article too. <laughs> they named their kid Apple for Christ's yeah. sakes. Yeah. What uh, what you say, Marcia? That's right. Hey, it's like uh, her parents did, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mershka, uh, check your mic real quick. You sounds like you're getting quieter. Steam pubes, I guess. I'll try it. <laughs> is, that, is that better, Howard? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Put a little bit of pepper and some salt on there. Get a little flavor going. I'd also just no, like no, no, to no, point no. out that no, Howie no. now has Crushed vaginal her. steaming in his search history. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> Incognito <laughs> window, bro. <laughs> Clear that. Wipe that history, Howie. You can't wipe that steaming off the screen, for Christ's sakes. We'll go, we'll go back to uh, Oculus Anubis. Nice. There we go. Yeah, the questionable religious organization <laughs> in the middle of Oregon. I can handle that. From that esteeming to that. Oh, Very we are all, we are a well-rounded bunch, son of See, a bitch. All right, so I, I have this dream trip I want to take. Like, I want to go to Alaska to look at the Aurora Borealis, and I want to go to L.A. to listen to a live recording of uh, Hollywood Babylon. I think now what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to make it like a three-part trip. I'm going to have to travel to L.A., Watch like a live recording. Then I'm gonna have to travel up to Oregon and go to the. Oh, I thought Street. you were. I thought you were gonna go travel into other LA to watch Gwen Foster's steamer. Or get your own genitalia steam. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if I'm there, if I'm there, you Listen, if it's, if it's got yeah. a discount package, yeah, if it's got a discount package, who am I to say no? Go yeah. on Groupon, man. Oh, you buy Groupon. You know, you gotta clean. You gotta clean out the poop chute, and then you gotta steam it open. You know. On that note, anyway. Oh god. Other business. <laughs> yes. I mean I feel like we just tag this episode. Right? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hashtag it uh, we're gonna hashtag it body image templates nubis steaming slash badge. Poop yeah. Slash, slash steaming poop or was it uh, poop shoot slash steaming badge slash you, <laughs> you know. almost said steaming hashtag poop. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There we go. If we hashtag goop maybe we'll get some, you know, some traction there. <laughs> Hey, I think I will be I think I will be unsubscribed. If we get Gwyneth Paltrow to come on and you know Tell us, you know, give us, tell a, us the merits of veg, Nadine. Yeah, give me, tell us the merits of veg. Nadine won't be able to keep her mouth shut on that one. Nadine will literally... So! Be... <laughs> and then what What? Uh, $12,000 pair of jeans do I need to put on right? after that? Oh, no, 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 no. She wears the cheap jeans. They only cost 500 Oh! oh it's all about so affordability sorry. in your hey. wardrobe, guys. Oh, She's down to earth, okay? Oh, super, man. super down to earth. Was way She's off. like down to West Hollywood earth. The, uh, do we want to roll? Yeah, uh, let's jump in. Roll on down the road. Right on. So we you are no longer. Know. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up the badge steaming conversation. Um, for all Take of our care benefits. Of most of that in post. Right. I'm sure that all of you are grateful for that. Um, I feel like I need the tea kettle going off behind us. I think Wolford Brimley would be a great spokesperson for that. <laughs> Diabetes. No. With a side of badge. Okay. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. Steam your badge and steam your badge testing supplies. <laughs> Chris. Okay, we have to move on. Okay, Get your yes, supplies sorry. on Amazon Prime, just saying. Yes, um, 
Yeah, so last our last podcast topic, we talked about facing your fear and just kind of how, you know, our background and our, you know, nerdy background, whether we experienced, you know, bullying or just kind of being loners or whatever, how that had changed as we got into geek culture. And we kind of skirted around an interesting topic in costuming and um, kind of said, oh, you know, body image and cosplay or costuming, whatever you want to call it. Um, would be an interesting topic. So I we thought we'd kind of talk about that this time. Um, because regardless, I mean, I think even your textbook, you look, the person that you, if you, if I say, think of the most beautiful person you've ever seen, um, and you pick, you picture whoever it is, they probably have body image issues, you know, whether you think they're valid or not. Um, so we kind of wanted to talk about that. And we're not going to talk, get real deep into a psychological therapy session, but really just to kind of talk about what has been um, positive about cosplay, what, how that's helped, if it has in any way. So, um, so yeah, so first I thought, you know, just kind of talk. Um, what's your thoughts just on, do you feel like the costuming community is accepting in general about different bodies? And, and for bodies, we'll talk, I know some of us are more, more think, if I say body image, you might think weight. Um, but for some people it may be... Uh, it may be ethnicity, it may be race, because that's a very much a hot topic, which we are going to be very, very respectful of. But uh, um, maybe skin condition, maybe a disability or something. You know, there's there's so many things we can have with our bodies that are just, uh, that affect our relationship with it. So, um, you know, so what are y'all's thoughts on just the accepting, ex- acceptance-ness of whatever, <laughs> uh, of the community? And if you like your podcast news in 140 characters or less, you can follow us on Twitter at Greenleaf Couch. In general. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've been able to open up a lot more mm-hmm. because of it. I mean, you're not, there's always going to be trolls. You're always going to have those steaming piles of crap. They call themselves human beings that find their way in and whatnot. But there are tons of positivity people, and you know, you, you try to keep those around at all costs. Um, I, but I mean, I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I've seen people get blasted, and I've seen them, you know, be risen on top of a huge pedestal. And it, it just really depends because it could. You're not safe just because you're in the nerd community. There's mm-hmm. still yeah. sharks in the water. But, I mean, it really depends, I guess, on you and how confident you are. I, yeah. I, mean, I struggle with it constantly. <clears throat> but um, uh, that's going to be an ongoing issue for me personally. Mm-hmm. I know people that have risen above the high, over the table high five with mm-hmm. Howie there. Um, it can help and it can also hinder it because mm-hmm. I've had serious mental breakdowns myself, which I shouldn't have, because you, you, you look back at it now, and you're like, that was completely idiotic for doing that. But you have to really, and Chris keeps saying, you know, Ferg, keeps telling me, um, you know, you got to get a better, bigger, thicker skin about this mm-hmm. if you're going to go in further mm-hmm. or keep doing things. Keep, I just end up stop caring, usually, mm-hmm. about 
certain things because I I end up fearing what's going to come at the end of it if I'm going to be shamed or made fun of mm -hmm. from previous lifetime issues right. uh, of being a fat child and whatnot. Um, uh, so you carry that for the rest of your life. Um, but there are always people out there, especially in the nerd community, that can come in and be like, well, that happened to me too. Let's figure out a way to help each other mm -hmm. talk yeah. about it. We have each other at least, if there's nothing else left, of if we are surrounded by the trolls, at least you are left remaining standing with your other warrior friend here that's had to go through the same issues. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, for me it swings both ways. I've had incredible amounts of uh, pressure, and then there's another day where I am riding on sunshine. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's just, it really depends on what's going on. I mean, a uh, recent example was, well, for Berg, um, he made Marvel's Spotlight. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. how, yeah. And, of course, it, Marvel, every once in a while, every once, once or twice a month, they spotlight a costume of mm -hmm. someone or a cosplayer. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they pimp you out, you know, they, you get likes. I, I mean, I just got, like, on my costume page, I mean, it helped, it sprung me to, like, 30 more people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that might seem like peanuts to some people, but for no, me, I don't get very many. People. Yeah, that's great. So, um, but, of course, the one comment on the Facebook page was like, that's not the right color. I saw that. I was yeah. like, really? But, it, of course, it was coming from somebody that was in, living in a glass house. Mm -hmm. And the glass house issue comes up a lot. And it might be body issue, it might be whatever. I mean, this is coming down to picky, nitpicking the costume, which is not part of it. But I did Sally Jupiter, um, and that was when I was at my skinniest I'd ever been. And that's the sexiest costume I'd ever put on. And Chris made me feel really burg. I keep saying Chris Bird. Um, he made me feel really good about it. But I had a guy who was living in the glass house tell me, should you be... Wearing that? I screwed him. Yeah, and I was like, "You looked amazing." I just see the pictures. That's you that's when we that's amazing. when that's when we were taking pictures of each other before yeah. we knew yeah. each other. Yeah, but I mean, it, it and that stopped me in my tracks, and I was like, "Should I even continue with this?" And Chris was turning around, and he was like, "This guy has no room to talk." And I actually considered that guy a friend at the time, mm -hmm. uh, which is sucks. you start to realize who, who your friends yeah. are and who aren't. But that was one of those things. But I am kind of one of those people. Sometimes it propels me, sometimes it hinders me, but usually, in the end, let it propel you. Let it propel you into creativity. Yeah. Because let them know that you're not going to be kept down in the dirt. And that's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I'll jump in next. Um, so I, I was kind of interested. So when I first started doing this, it, it is I'd, I had gone on the Jenny, Jenny Craig program and I had lost like something like 150 pounds. I was like a 38 waist. and um, I think... I think I met Marishka. Chris, you know, Chris saw me go through it, and um, uh, so I I changed a lot, and so like one of my first one of my first costumes I went as was a uh, one of the Joker thugs uh, from the uh, Dark Knight, the one with the blue suit, and um, he's like what bus, and you know gets hit by the bus that mm -hmm. dude. Um, but that was uh, that was uh, right around the time my back blew out, and then I had surgery, and then after that it was just I slowly I just gained it all back. Mm -hmm. And so it's been kind of interesting, you know, on, on some level it's, 
I've gone from like being confident about dressing in a bunch of stuff, and I've kind of slipped back into the whole like eh, I don't know like. But at the same time, is what what helps with that is that, at least for me personally, what has helped is the first year I went, everyone was very welcoming, very you know supportive, and this is what what um, Celtic was saying is like. You're not 100% safe anywhere, but if you have those people that, and there there are people you will meet at at conventions, especially in in that community, that when you find those positive people, hang on to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, screw it. Like the the, the funniest part about people who are ever going to like trash talk you or or try to make you feel bad about yourself, it's usually people who they themselves are too cowardly to even try to dress mm-hmm. up in an outfit. Yep. So, and that's my thing is like, listen, I understand some people who like won't dress up as certain things because like. Oh, I I don't look like that person. Like Berg look is like a freaking shoe in for Bucky and uh, and Orlando Jones. Uh, Sorry, not Orlando Jones. Sorry, Orlando. You know what? I'm not. I'm not a black. I'm not a black man. But all the apologies to Orlando Jones. You were a smooth one. No. Hey, even he got stuff. I don't go on Instagram. Yeah. Even he was like not big enough. People were even criticizing that he was. Yeah, I'm like. That, and I made a post any, about any, it. Anyone who, anyone who saw that little photo shoot that you guys did, like... Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You, they know what you were going for, and he nailed it. They, they can kiss your ass. But at the same time, too, is like, I also do think that... I I find it refreshing when someone can just kind of own themselves. Like, own themselves. Yeah. Like, one of, one of my favorite costumes that I saw someone do a couple years ago was a kid who was wheelchair-bound. Mm-hmm. And he dressed as a guard from uh, from uh, White Run mm-hmm. with a with a big arrow yeah, sticking out of his knee. That's awesome. And he would, that's just what he would walk around and be like, "Hey, I used to be an adventurer until I took an arrow of the knee." I was like, "Nice, that is awesome, dude." Yeah, that's Freak, one like, of my favorite costumes. You just yeah. freaking own it and just mm-hmm. roll it. I mean, and that's the thing too is just if you if you can kind of chuckle at yourself too, sometimes that'll help diffuse the situation. Mm-hmm. But so far, I mean, I'm you know I'm the biggest dude here, and I've done I've done costumes that quote unquote maybe I shouldn't have done, but you know, every time I go there, I mean, I've, it's I've, like, but who made that rule? Yes. You know? exactly. Yes. Any any d bag who's just you know thinking yeah. that they you know they have a right yeah. you know let's, tell you. What, yeah, let's also not lie. How not only are you the biggest guy here, you're also just huge. How tall are you? Tell <laughs> tell our audience how tall you are. I'm, on, also. I'm not like huge. You're I'm not super about, huge. I'm, about, like a giant, I'm almost six foot. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, so he's huge. No, but you're taller than that. Are you? Oh my god, I come up to like your nipple. Yeah, no, he's a substantial. It's not like he's. It's not like he's four feet tall and four feet wide. He's not Gimli, so I'm blind. Right, still love him. Yeah, he's got giant blood, which is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. How are you? He's like a Kinari from Dragon Age. (laughs) Oh my god, he would be really good Iron Man. Yeah. You are, yeah. You That's awesome, this. by the way. They're the I, I, awesome. Yeah, the comments <laughs> are badass. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's so funny because this may just be like a free form conversation here. Yeah. When you were just saying, you know, like things you shouldn't have done, and you just said who. Because I. So I was kind of researching articles because I like to just see what other people have said about the topic. And I know a few years ago, the whole Heroes of Cosplay thing was a hot topic um, because there was an episode. Now. And I'm not going to go in on any of the people that said things because we know how reality TV is. They take oh, yeah. they take the most extreme things. They take them out of context to make things look as dramatic as possible. And they edit the drama in there. They do. They do. Times. But there were some comments about, oh well, you know, if you're this, then you should think about doing this, and you know, if you're this, then you should expect people to criticize. And I've really come to this place over the last few years because I grew up around some people that were very critical, and I have some friends. I mean who cannot look at a picture of somebody else 
or a costume and without criticizing it. They can't just go, wow, they did a really good job with their hair or their costume. And it's, it's instantly to the negative. And, uh, and it's really interesting because, it, as you said, it's, it's like on this philosophical level, like, you say, oh, well, some girl who's 300 pounds shouldn't cosplay Wonder Woman. Well, why shouldn't she? If she loves Wonder Woman, shouldn't she do that? Like, yeah. right. And, Amazons were huge anyway. Exactly. Bitch, get over it. And, yeah, please don't edit the podcast out of context to take what I just said, because I don't believe that. Like, oh, man, I'm totally just... Right? I'm, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a perfect example, because you could take that without the context of what I was saying. But, you know, because I remember when I first started costuming, um, you know, there, first of all, Facebook wasn't really a thing. It was a thing, but it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. Um, there were a lot, you know, image boards, but there were a lot of people that were on 4chan. There was um, cost food. Any of you see, ever see any of that stuff? Yeah. No. yeah. Okay, so basically, and it may still be around, I don't know, but there were there were whole image boards and message boards where people would literally just take unflattering pictures of people where maybe their costume didn't fit well or it was very like a very exposed costume on someone who was overweight or whatever, and they would just rip on these people. I mean, and it was like... BuzzFeed's done articles like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cosplay fails, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who are that. you? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They've gotten so much negative feedback from that, they have really pulled yeah. back on Yeah, yeah which is good. So happy about it. It's very good. That it's that's disgusting. Wrong. Yeah, because it, it's this whole... And it, it was this whole thing, like... And it was that... You're just funny when you said glass houses, because I remember seeing some of that, because... I remember when I first started, like, I know I got posted on 4chan once in my cloud costumes. I used to crossplay, and I had eyeliner on because I always wear makeup. And someone had posted a picture that, like, yeah, this cloud has fucking eyeliner on. What the fuck? Like, they were, I was like, is that, why do you care? Like, why does it matter yeah. to you? If I want to wear full-on fucking drag makeup in my cloud costume, I can do it. And, like, who are you? who are you to criticize? And uh, Have you seen the people that do, like, Final Fantasy and straight up, like, anime stuff like the people that go full yeah. on drag makeup exactly. like that is that is the least I can actually I can speak to this from an interesting perspective on this most recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. there was a queen Kim Chi and she was not a performing drag queen she is a cosplayer really that is what she does and I mean she performs you know sometimes but she's not she it was it was totally a strange thing she, uh, I think, I think the story was, and forgive me, Kim Chi, if I get this wrong, born in America, taken back and raised in Korea. So, mm-hmm. Korean-American, but, you know, mostly raised in Korea, came back to America, um, and started, you know, the cosplay and the crossplay, and mm-hmm. it turned into drag, and then turned into being drag queen, but it was interesting because, um, again, as a, as a man in everyday life, um, you know, tall, not expectedly, you know, tall for anybody really, but, you know, not expectedly Asian built, Mm -hmm. tall, kind of wide, and, and every time she would, gorgeous, like, if, try and, try and find this, Howie, so we have a frame of reference, um, but gorgeous costumes, gorgeous everything, Mm -hmm. and said, just so used to being red for just looking, for not looking like the norm, not looking Mm -hmm. like the... And, and the thing, actually, she was one of the top three, and um, the top three all get to make a all get to make a um, song, and her song was "Fat Feminine Asian," mm-hmm. because they were like, "That's the three things nobody wants. Nobody wants it in you know the LGBT community for dating. Nobody mm-hmm. wants it in cosplay." Right. And so, and it was, I mean, just gorgeous stuff. Look at that hair. 
and craziness. Ooh. Oh, I like makeup, actually. And like so I was, it was actually really interesting to see, you know, with all of that, who says what you can and can't cosplay? Right. Or who says what you can and can't do for drag or anytime you put on yes. a costume? Who says? You brought up the Asian thing. If you're thing. killing it like that, yeah, you brought you up the Asian thing. People are like, you, you know, I know that for a while there, there's a sect of people that were like, well, don't do anime unless you're Asian, yeah, right? Or and then the Asian people were like, what? But there were like, there were like some Japanese people that were like, you know, don't do that, or you know, there. Mm-hmm. But there was yeah. a whole sect of people that. It's just a gross behavior. Like, what you're yeah. talking about, but you brought up 4chan and Reddit, and, oh, well, gosh. you bought that uh, dog. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah, anytime, <laughs> anytime people have anonymity, it's just not a good thing, because, yeah. But the, yeah. it's always stone houses. It's all, you, you, you end up looking yeah. at the pictures, and you're like, you go into their profile, and you're like, I'm just going to confirm, yeah, I'm confirmed glass house. Right. <laughs> like, I, I think that, you know, de- you really, people get very different experiences, um, both online and at conventions, I mm-hmm. think, because the people that you tend to be connected to and surround yourself with really color your experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that um, Celtic is, has, you know, got a very wide range of, um, you know, professional and semi-professional costumers, and some of them can be, uh, you know, some of them and their fans can be kind of catty. But I've only ever really done this with people that I'm really close to, so I've, I've really mostly had very positive, supportive kind mm-hmm. of feedback. And I think that it's the same goes for online. You know, sometimes it, it's, you know, you get you get groups that are that are that are just negative. They mm-hmm. just they are insecure. They aren't doing it themselves, but they feel free to criticize other people. And you know, the experience can just vary widely. The exact same convention, ten different people can have ten entirely right. different experiences. Yeah, I totally agree, and it's, I have to say, like, what negativity that I've seen has been online, it generally doesn't come from, like, like you said, the people I surround myself with, like, um, I know, and we could probably talk more, like, on our personal level, but, you know, I've even had that fear, oh, well, I'd like to do such and such, but I don't feel like I look good enough, whatever, but then... I tend to see other people and go, oh, that's awesome. And it doesn't really occur to me that, you know, that, oh, well, that she's shorter or she's heavier than that character, you know? Like, it's just really interesting. You know, like you said, it, it's what you're around. And I, being around those po- you know, positive people tends to, to rub off on you. So yeah. that's a good thing. Because it's so easy to be negative. Yeah. It's so easy to just go, fucking sucks. Right. Other than actually look into yourself because I mean the whole society that we live in really perpetuates dragging people down it does it does being super critical super critical I mean especially growing up and you don't realize it's so sad that people raise their kids and don't tell them that you don't comment about people like that you don't do that because then you don't realize what you're doing is perpetuating that person Mm -hmm. to have a deep psychosis that when they get into adulthood, they're going to be carrying the weight of their childhood with them for right. the rest of their lives right. because of the bad choices that yep. you decided to make, even though you yourself have a deep psychosis that you need checked out just right. because yeah. you're jealous or right. you are you can't do that yourself or somebody looks different from you. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so I, I had a... Kind of like what you were talking about. You said that how you feel like personally... Cause, uh, you guys have said that I should do Colossus from the Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to lie. The more and more I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd be willing to do that. That'd be fun. But at the same time, when it was initially brought up, I was like, oh, you know, I, could, I don't know if I could do that right now, but I could totally do that, you know, in the future or mm-hmm. this, that, the other. But 
I've also noticed how I can see someone who looks exactly like me do the costume, and I would be like, dude, that is awesome. Yeah, exactly. But then I'm more critical of myself. Yeah. Like, ah, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. But, you know, so sometimes, too, like, doing the costuming and going to these conventions sometimes could just be a good way to break. I mean, I know we've, we've talked about it in the past. It was a way to kind of break yourself out of your own shell mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like, mm-hmm. go out there and just dress up as something that you really, really love, and you'll be surprised. Yeah, you might get, you know, three or four people that are like, you suck, bro, you know. Right. But you're gonna you're probably gonna get more more often than not, you're gonna get people that are just like, Oh my god, that's cool, can I get your picture? Right. You know, like right. or this or just comments about like they wanna stop like, Well, how did you do the, do right. all your makeup? How yeah. did you do your costume? Like, this is really cool. Yeah. So when it's like the great Taylor Swift says, haters gonna hate, 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 <laughs> hate, hate. Very wise word. You, you know, hashtag shake it up. That's right. Hashtag, hashtag work. Do we, do we have to hashtag t- Taylor Swift now? No. <laughs> hey, that means she's dating Loki now. So yeah, she's, she's like, technically part of our community. I was going to say, okay. she has now, she is, she is now, by, um, she's adjacent to our She's community. now friends with benefits adjacent. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess yeah. have, I guess we have to then. I guess yeah. We, you know, I... I don't hate Taylor Swift. I don't love her, but I, I do like some of her songs. You know, she's, she's an interesting person. I got to give her props. She just works it. But there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's so interesting. And, Berg, when you mentioned, or y'all mentioned the thing about Berg's picture that got featured. Because um, I saw it, because I looked at it, I was like, this is amazing. You know, like, my friend is featured. And I saw that some turd had commented, his shirt's not orange. I was like, Really? And, and that really does, you know, we tell kids, so full disclosure, I used to be a school teacher, and, you know, sometimes you tell kids when they're um, struggling with something, you know, so-and-so says this, you know, you know, a lot of times it's jealousy, and that sounds like this very pat, contrived answer, but it really is the case, I think, sometimes, and it, it may not be necessarily, oh, I'm jealous, I wish I looked exactly like that person, but it may be, I'm jealous because I'm not getting this attention, I'm not being featured in this, so the instinct when because some people I feel like, and there's this whole thing about you know in with women especially like we we have sometimes have to teach girls you don't have to tear other girls down to be yeah. awesome yourself. In fact, it's better when you build each other up because then it's instead of clawing each other your way to the top, it's like you have this team, you know. But there's some people I think really can only feel good about themselves by making sure that other, by pushing other people down rather than lifting themselves up. Does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, absolutely true. And, and it's this just weird thing. And like you said, you just keep, you, know, you keep mentioning this, but such a good term is this glass houses thing of, um, you know, people who criticize the hardest are often people who don't do this, you know. It's just very interesting to me. Like, I mean, it's, it takes a lot of good, I mean, as, as a person who is, you know, I'm sure you know, we've all okay. We've all you know, we've all had our issues with it. You know, we've all had to had to summon up the courage to like grab that hotel room door and go. All right, right. Okay, <sighs> I'm, rest, I'm yeah. actually gonna do this. You know, and you know, walk out onto the floor. Um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's 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 a struggle enough just to get out the door mm-hmm. and go just make it down to the you know to the to the showroom floor. So, I mean, like, I, that's what I've always said is I applaud anyone. E- I mean, even if even if just it is something sometimes, even if you personally looked at them and were just like, ooh, I still applaud a person. Like, you know what? You had the guts to do that. There was no way that I could do that. Right. You know? Like, let the and anger I give, fuel you from the other right. Or, you know, let the trolls backfire because my favorite trolling story was my uh, first, first costuming Dragon Con my second Dragon Con. Um, I went to, there is a 
lovely guy who runs every year a Gotham universe, as it were, shoot. And I went to it, but I wasn't planning on going to it to begin with, so um, my friends that I was rooming with helped me put together a costume. We just mm-hmm. slapped some, some Catwoman together so that we would have a Harley and Ivy and a Catwoman. So I kind of went for a kind of, I think I started with one friend's base costume of Silver Age Catwoman, which I, because I'm looking at the picture right now, I just can't remember how it evolved. Um, and then threw on a threw on a Slytherin corset, threw on some like purple and silver striped socks, and uh, put cat ears on a pair of Quidditch goggles and went for it. Mm-hmm. So kind of a mishmash. After Dragon Con's over, there were there were several lovely cat women at the shoot. This was when the shoot was still small enough to happen in the tiny Hardy Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. Um, Break.com featured oh, this. How many of us are there? Five of us. The five cat women featured us and labeled us. The sexy ones, because there were two Julie Newmars, a Halle Berry style, an animated series style, and me, who was closet cosplay. And they featured us. So it was the sexy ones, the purple one, the Halle Berry, and the juicy one. I was the juicy one. Nice. So after, you know, going to Urban Dictionary, because I was like, really? I'm not sure they, I'm not sure that means what they think it means. And confirming that they were, in fact, implying that I was, I don't know, curvaceous at best, fat at worst. I was like, oh, no, they think I have curves. This is the best thing ever. I was like, the corset corset did its job. I have cleavage. I have curves. And I was like. You know that's a drag, right? And I was, I posted it everywhere I could think of. I was like, whoever thought they were bringing me down with this, thank you. I've always wanted a figure. <laughs> I thought Juicy was good. I did too. Uh, I, I thought, yeah. According to Urban Dictionary, at the time, see, we may have reclaimed it. At the time, Juicy was stuff hanging out all over the place. And I was like, oh, they no. think my boobs hang. They think I have tits enough to hang. Right? <laughs> Sweet. That's nice. Awesome. So you can always, you can always turn the trolls yes. around because I made sure. Like, I commented. I was like, the juicy cat woman thanks you. That's I've right. always wanted cleavage. Right? <laughs> I turned it around so hard. And those other four women in the picture actually were super supportive. And two of them are still good acquaintances of mine. We don't see each other anymore. We've all kind of spread out. But... It was a great. It was a great thing to do. It was hilarious. It's a perfect example of what you have to do, though, because what they're not expecting you to do is go. Huh, I don't like, fucking care. Yeah, like, right. Really? They want you awesome. to cry about it. Yeah, they want you to get your white knights going. I'm like, if you're gonna cry about it, do it where they can't see it, and then you freaking open that door and you, you sashay your ass yep. out the yeah. fucking thing. That's right. Well, and it's like juicy as, bitches. Yeah, that's right. No, and trust me, I've juicy tried juice. to. I have tried to like convince other people of that, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. "No, honey, yeah. like you have slightly more boobs than a fourteen-year-old boy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "That's okay too. That's, that's okay, okay too." And that is okay. Like, I, I think I've just had like in the last year or two, like I have finally. Because I have, like, struggled with body image and weight, and I, I have periods of time where I get super obsessive about the scale, and just, and and I finally, I not perfectly, but, like, have gotten to more of this place of calm about it, like, I like my body, I like that it can do things, it can run, it's strong, whatever, and, and I, I think about this thing, and this is not costume related, but um, one of my favorite writers is Anne Lamott, and... 
she has, she's an essayist, she's wonderful, I won't drone on about her, but she writes this story, she writes a lot about just being a woman, growing up, and, um, but she talks, she has a story about, like, uh, one of her best friends was dying of breast cancer, and they go, they're trying on clothes or something, and Anne, you know, the writer says, oh, you know, do my thighs look, my thighs just look so big in this, they look so fat, and her friend looks right at her, and she says, you don't have that kind of time, and it was this very poignant thing, basically saying, you're wasting your time worrying about this. You're wasting your time. If you're going to say, and I've seen things about motherhood, like if you're going to miss that, I think I saw something during the summer and it was like, um, you know, if you're going to miss out on swimming at the beach with your kids because you feel like you look fat in your bathing suit, you're wasting your time. You know, don't, and and so that's the kind of things that I I sometimes think about with costumes and stuff. Like I I think for me, and and it's still a thing to overcome. I'm not saying that I have like this 100% awesome body image, but like, Sometimes I think about, oh, well, I'd really like to do that if, and I'm like, you know what? Life is so short, like, and I, w- I hope everybody can do those things, because it it's so sad to, to think about somebody, like, going, oh, well, I just love this character, but my boobs aren't big enough to pull it off. Who cares? Just do it anyway, or, you know, or, like, and, and I love that it's becoming more of a thing, like, for, like, you know, black cosplayers don't feel like they have to only cosplay black characters, like, when you see a black Wonder Woman or whatever, like, I'm like, that's awesome. Please don't feel like you, you can't do this because it's not 100% like the character. And I just, one of my favorite fan art things I've ever seen is, like, I, I go to Wonder Woman because I cosplay Wonder Woman. So there's, but it's a picture of like eight or nine different women, all different body sizes, um, to, you know, different races, heights, builds. And it basically says we are all Wonder Woman or something. And it's just such a cool thing because the whole point of this silly hobby we do, you know, is, is having fun and, and just, expressing that we love something and your body is just this physical thing you know it shouldn't have to limit what you can do with a costume you know one of my uh speaking of well speaking of wonder woman and pinterest one of my i was hoping it was let's see hopefully it'll still go to the same thing one of my most popular pens which is not mine it's just something i came across okay it is still here it's deviant art it's um let's see Natalia Nino Maya, and it's an extremely pin-uppy, curvy, awesome hair Wonder Woman. And yeah. I get the most repins from that face one. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> I get the most repins from that mm-hmm. one, and it's because people would rather um, people would rather Wonder Woman look like that mm-hmm. or yeah. look like whatever okay. they mm-hmm. want her to. Yeah, than than to just go with whatever. And actually, looking at all the Looking at all the things that going to that pin on my Pinterest brings up, right? Wonder Woman is probably at this point I could say the most diverse character that's yeah. out there. Yeah, because I, I mean cool. it just brought up everything from like a little tiny chibi Wonder Woman to you know Wonder like like um, like Jessica was saying um, Wonder Woman in a wheelchair. I mm-hmm. mean it just brought up everything. So that's a good. She's all encompassing. That's the thing, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and she's the iconic character from. Mm-hmm. I would even put her over Soups and Batman mm-hmm. because, I mean, she is the all-encompassing female superhero heroine of probably all time. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the adage? And, and, and I agree that this doesn't necessarily apply to Batman or Superman, but I guess in the case of Wonder Woman, it would be uh, men want her, women want to be her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't apply because, like, I'm not a, like, I'm not a particular fan of, of, you know, the idea of Batman. I love my 60s Batman, but I don't think that that's the same idea. <laughs> like, I don't think that's... So, so I do think she's she's one character that pretty much anybody would say that they don't have 
They don't have beef with Wonder Woman because yeah. she's mm-hmm. awful. I wish, I wish I could do that in Western version. Well, <laughs> old chum. Yes. But yeah, it's... Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, do we want to... Um, because we're about uh, we're about an hour now. Yeah. Do you want to oh. roll into the um, the movies? Yeah, sure. Towards kind of some start rounding out. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me. Are you recording still? Yeah. Yeah, but I can edit all this. Okay. So I'm be. Um. So yeah, we kind of had just had like a roundabout kind of freeform conversation, but um, we'd love to hear what you guys think. You know, if you've dealt with issues, and I know we there's so much more we probably could talk about. This is, like so many topics, this is one of those things I think we could talk about for five hours and still ha- have material to talk about, so. <laughs> yeah, I agree, because I, mean, I barely got into anything. I, I completely agree. I think we could talk for days about this topic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were going to talk real quick. Um, last time, we I think we checked in with conventions and stuff. Um we were going to talk about movies, books, and stuff that we're checking out right now. So, um, Berg, I think, has been reading like a fiend this summer. Yeah. What have you, what have you been into? Um, all right. I read, uh, finished reading Contact by Carl Sagan. Uh, very good book. Uh, just really into space and opening your mind up to things outside of this planet because this planet sucks sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and then I read uh, Ready Player One. What's the author's name? Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein wrote that. Oh, and yeah. I read that, too, this summer. Yeah, my sister got it last summer in a, uh, a in a loot crate and didn't want it and gave it to me. And I was it kind of sat on the bookshelf, and then usually in the summers I read a lot. Oh, I read it, and I told you you didn't read it. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I didn't start reading it until summer started, and then I just I couldn't put it down. It, it yeah. was the uh, first book I've had in a while where I literally I could not stop. And it you should pick it up if you like 80s pop uh, culture, uh, if you like Tron, if you like uh, virtual reality and Oculus Rift and stuff like that, uh, it is amazing. Um, it's like a dystopian society where the life life is life sucks pretty much for everyone in this overpopulation. We've overused all of our resources, so everyone goes to this uh, virtual reality world to live. What's it called in there? Uh, the, Oasis the, Oasis. the Oasis. The Oasis. Yeah, and if you if you basically, you go to the Oasis, you put your gear on, it's the hab gear, it's gloves, a, a helmet, and you just, you are your avatar. Your, if your life sucks in reality, the main character, his life is just, he lives in the stacks, which is basically a stack of Winnebago's on top of each other in a really poor part of town. And, and the story's about a guy who just basically, uh, the, the creator of the Oasis is this eccentric gajillionaire who leaves a Easter egg of basically his entire wealth for someone to find. And right before he dies, he leaves these clues. And you're going to go on the adventure of the ma- with the main character to find those clues to try and find the millions. It's just, it was very unexpected. I've never read anything like it. Um, so definitely pick that up. And I'm, re- yeah. and I'm reading Cosmos now by Carl Sagan, too. So cool. I, I, I love Carl Sagan. Who doesn't? Yeah, I love that man. I'm reading Pale Blue Dot. So I um I actually this Marishka um I'm I actually just finished. I don't know if anyone's read any Mary Roach in this group. Um, she wrote Packing for Mars and Gulp and just a bunch of other books. She t- tends to take a um a subject and just really do a lot of investigating journal investigative journalism and just really explore like the weird things about it. And um, the book I just read for her uh, by her was Boink. And it was her look at human sexuality, and it was really funny and just fascinating. Um, 
she she really goes you know completely in depth on stuff and <laughs> she, what I like about her stuff is I mean it's it's a lot of academic type thing I mean she has huge bibs in the back and you know she 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 lists all of her references and she goes and interviews specialists in different areas and you know gets involved with um, sometimes hands-on involvement in the case of this book with some of their research but she just she just shares all of this with just this wonderful humor and and it's they're they're really fantastic books so anything by mary roach i highly recommend she's wonderful so in fact bird you'd like her her book packing for mars if you haven't read it before and it's all about like what it's like to live in space Ooh, yeah i'll have to check it yeah, out it's a great nice. book yeah most definitely i've been doing um a virtual, not virtual book club. It's with my best friend and then several of her friends and her mom. Um, we're doing it via Google Hangouts because none of us live in the same town, but we're basing it off of Felicia Day's Vaginal Fantasy Book Club. <laughs> so we had our first one a couple weeks ago and we read Outlander. Um, I think maybe one of us actually finished it because, okay, it's a long read, um, which was, it, it was not for me. I'll just say that. Um, so my next book, though, I'll be I'm about to pick up um, "Wicked as They Come" by Delilah Dawson, which I'm really excited about. It's like a it's a vampire story, but it's steampunky. Um, it's very highly very highly reviewed, so I'm hoping it will be more to my liking than than Outlander was. So, J- Jessica, is it mostly like strong female characters you guys are looking for in your books? Yes, because I'm in a book club that does the same thing, and I totally have some some title. Okay, your way. If you're yes, that would be amazing. Because cool. I had to, I will send you an email. Then. Yes, <laughs> I had to pick the book this time, and I had I was like, this is too much pressure. I have to pick a really good book, and so I just looked at ones that Felicia Day and her group had done, but. Um, and that, but that was one I've been wanting to read anyway. So I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> under the radar there. Um, let's see. I've got. I'm trying to have a book uh, at, for home and a book for work. Just something to do. But, so I'm reading your book. Yay! Phantom Touch. Yes. Um, and I am also reading um, Paddle Your Own Canoe. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Um, what is that? Oh my god. Um, oh, um, Nick Offerman's yeah, book. Yeah, Nick, oh, okay. Nick Offerman's book, yeah. Nice. Um, it kind of mirrors like his stand-up. Okay. Um, he, he did a stand-up special for Netflix. I, I think it's called Paddle Your Own Canoe as <laughs> it well. Was, it was no, Amer- it was called American Ham. Yeah. American but it's basically, it, it has a lot of the same points in the book. But, um, yeah, so those are the two. I, nice. You know, no no real heavy com- commentation. I'm, I'm just starting the, the Nick Offerman book. Nice. So. And I, and I like and I like yours Yay. so far. So yes. I'm not blowing smoke or anything. Okay. Yay! Like awesome. Um, well, also we were talking. We're, this is our consumer section here. Um, Howie and I went and saw a couple movies in the last couple weeks. We saw Warcraft. I know Chris and Mershka saw one of the ones we saw as well. Okay, yeah. and then we also saw X-Men Apocalypse. Which ones did you yeah. guys see, Mershka? We, we saw X-Men Apocalypse. Okay, yeah. so we won't do any spoilers. We're super quick what we thought. So uh, we'll do Warcraft really quick. And then, um, so Warcraft, uh, my opinion was, uh, it was objectively a pretty bad movie. Um, <laughs> but that did not detract from my enjoyment of it. I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was before, we talked, I think, a long time ago about video gaming, and I talked about my MMO background. I yep. really enjoyed it. Um, Howie can, can vouch. I was geeking out oh, when man. they just dropped yeah. mentions of certain things. You got to see Karazhan. 
Um, you get to see the whole story with Medivh and getting corrupted. So I was super excited, but it was objectively a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't I, I only played WoW for a short time, but there were still parts and places in there. Like they, they went to Iron Forge, and I was like, oh, I know that yeah, place. Exactly. I know that place. Yeah, they did. Tr- uh-huh. They did a really good job, I think, of keeping true to some of the scenery. I mean, and there oh, were yeah, lots. The big, of, the big dwarven forge. Oh man, yeah, that was awesome. and Stormwind uh, was gorgeous. Um, I was so excited that you know they do a panning shot and you see a murloc in the foreground and he goes whoa yeah. you know yeah. anybody who has played WoW yep. at all knows murlocs so there were lots of little things like that so yeah I, I mean I, I went into it just try, just thinking I mean just I just went into it open mind I went in with yeah. no expectation yeah because a lot of times I mean video you know video game to movie adaptations are not historically good mm-hmm. although although it now holds the record as the most yeah. The most profitable video video game to movie adaptation. Yes, it did very well in China. So, <laughs> like, it, it like beat. I forget there was a list. Like, it beat like Avengers and something. Yeah. Something else like movies that were massive here. Well, China, China also has like a whole theme park that is. Oh yeah, I mean China. Has, China <laughs> makes up a huge part of the World of Warcraft yeah. base anyway. So, anyway, and then we also saw X Men Apocalypse. So, yes. Um, Rishki, what did you guys think? Um, I. You know, I, I, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. There were some parts that were really good. Um, and, you know, this is this is a testament because I saw it, I think, what did we see it, two or three weeks ago, Chris? We saw it right when it came out. And I'm actually having to rack my brain to think about any scenes specifically. So I yeah. guess it must not have made that big an impact. Right. right. It's not super memorable. Well, the Quicksilver scene. Yeah, we oh, have, yeah. have seen the Quicksilver that scene. Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's it's weird. We were thinking, uh, man, he was so good in 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 the previous one. There's no way they can. Oh, they topped it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, He was great. That. Needless to say, Rowan was thrilled because she costumes Quicksilver. Yes, yeah. I was she's actually really thinking about her. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if she's going to do like this new version, the '80s version. Yeah. So that was no, cool. No, because she also loves the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be perfect. <laughs> She, the child that was not alive in them. Right? <laughs> and you guys... Yeah, this works that way. You guys really need to work on her to do Negasonic Teenage Warrior. Yes! Oh, from gosh, amazing. Please. I, I'll do Colossus. Uh, literally yes. from the second we saw her on screen, I was like, Rowan! Rowan! Yes. Rowan! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of... Exit Apocalypse, I, again, I enjoyed it. Like, I just went in saying, okay, we had I had movie passes from Christmas, so we didn't actually pay any real money other than popcorn um and you know so I just went in expecting entertainment and I mean it was entertaining I didn't feel like it was as long as it was actually really long and yeah because we came out and I was like whoa and it it didn't feel like a long movie so um that's true that's true it didn't feel yeah overall I mean I it was fairly forgettable though I mean and there were a lot of little inconsistencies that I didn't like um just some basic stuff that I was like, really? And I don't want to spoil anything, but one thing that bugged me, and and I had seen some stuff about this before, about Jennifer Lawrence not wanting to do the Blue Mystique makeup anymore, and we talked about this, so, but um, it, it was very obvious in the movie. Like, it, it didn't, like, a complete heel turn from the last movie where she's like, oh, mutant and proud, I'm blue all the time, to, like, she was almost never blue in this movie, and um, they, like, they... They, like, hung a lampshade. They, for TV Tropes person, you know about lampshading. But they basically pointed it out multiple times, like, oh, she's not blue anymore. Let's explain why. And it was, like, that's because she put it in her contract. She didn't want to get blue all the time. So that was just, that part bugged me. But Magneto was magnificent. So that made up for it, I guess. Um, Nightcrawler was awesome. Yeah. They, they nailed Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, I, for, okay, so for me, oh, I'm sorry. You, I'm done. Yeah, you're okay. right. For me, it was... It was better than what I thought it was going mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. 
but uh, I mean, I and I actually kind of like I like when Apocalypse like when, I, when they start first started showing some of his stuff in mm-hmm. the initial trailer. I was not, I was not that happy. I, I, I was just I was really worried, but I am glad that they went back and made him, you know actually made him blue instead of purple. Yeah. Um, you know, some some of the stuff they changed was was, was nice. Um, I I just I don't understand sometimes Brian Singer like he there were a few things in this movie that like he went real far to get very correct and then just at the last the last five to ten percent he was like ah fuck it right you know there there's a couple characters in there that you're just like man this is awesome okay okay wait what the wait what the hell is this you know like um. I technically no, never like reboots, but I would love an X Men reboot. Get it as far away from Ryan Singer as you possibly can. I would love if, if Fox would work out something like Sony did, yeah. and and let let Marvel do it, let Fox foot the bill, and then they both share the profit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would really recast Rogue because I've never thought Rogue is one of my favorite comic book characters. Well, she's not time. in this at all. So I know, I know, but she should have been because that's her time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and, and with Gambit as well, and they Taylor Keish or. Kish or whatever the hell his name is, he wasn't bad in Origins. He wasn't good either, but I would prefer him over Potato Face. <laughs> so Charlie uh, Tater, as Charlie Tater, that's what Kid President calls him. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so is is there? It's, my it's not really a spoiler, but I mean, because everyone saw it in the trailer. But can I, can I like? Can I say one thing? Say one thing, man. Do it. Okay, so you know in the trailer that Wolverine has like a little cameo in it because yeah. of his. Okay, you've never seen Wolverine in a berserker rage. You finally get to see yeah, him in a berserker yeah. rage, like just all out, um, like mind gone, and yeah. just, he is just pure, pure killing animal. machine, yeah. just pure animalistic killing machine. Yeah, it is. It is one of the most. I mean, in all the fights that you've seen with Wolverine, you're like, wow, that was brutal. This tops it. Somebody might not get this, but me and you, Howie, VHS, Betamax, is it? Oh. They do a very good job. It's okay. not it's not a hundred percent. Okay. But they do a very good job of it. Enough to where I was like a small crowd okay. might get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was okay with it. Okay. I, I understand that they weren't going to do it full on because mainly just movement and things like that. I could see okay. how that wouldn't work. Yeah. But they they at least tried. I give okay. it to them that the that whole scene with him is is awesome. Just that was my my uh, that was my. Uh, Favorite part that was that yeah, was, that that was, was nice. Cool. That was yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So better than so, I thought, but still lacking yeah. in certain areas. My yeah. opinion on the movie I haven't seen is that I'll when it comes out on DVD, I will buy somebody <laughs> a pizza to ju- to like specifically write down the time hacks for when Jubilee and Psylocke are on, and that's all I want to see. Just yes. I will give somebody a pizza if they and will just show me those bits and not the rest of the movie. Right? You're not going to see much. Then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, it, it's it's a whole pizza for like two minutes. There you go. Or less. Yeah. I realize that. It's, well, yeah. and it's too bad that this is audio and not video because I could do my impression of what Silent does the whole movie for you, and oh, it's man, not a whole yeah. lot. I mean. Oh, like yeah. No, like pizza. no, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. That's not what she does she literally for most of the movie. Half no. 90% of the time she's on screen, she is standing Brooding. but just behind behind Apocalypse looking statuesque <laughs> kind of like yeah. hero pose. Uh, she's like, don't I look good in this latex suit? Yes, you do, Lady yeah, Moon. But <laughs> she she barely does anything in that mm, nipple. She, she doesn't. She does yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Like I said, somebody can get a whole pizza 
for, <laughs> for only showing I'm, me those bits. Or they screwed up Jubes, too. So. Well, I mean, they have her in there, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say screwed her up because she didn't do anything. Yeah, they just didn't do anything They with just her. didn't do anything with Which her. Which is screw up. Which is, <laughs> it, it was more just of a, hey, we included her. Do you the guys look, know who she is? I will say this, though. The look well, she looked, amazing. looked a lot better isn't than she had the, in the other movies. Isn't she played by Haley What's-Her-Face, the chick that's currently being um, Velma in all of the like live-action little kids Scooby-Doo? I think that's oh, who it is. I feel like I think that's who it is. In which case, she was on CSI Cyber, which, pfft. Let me make sure that's who it is before I drag CSI Cyber, or let me just drag CSI Cyber while I make sure. But I like this. If it's the actress, I think it is. I like her. I heard they underutilized awesome Mohawk Storm as well. Yeah. Oh, that was disappointing. Like like I said, there are things about it where, like, I didn't necessarily agree. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I said, Brian Singer went so far to do certain things, and then another part, he was just, he got to a point where he was just like, Fuck it! Now I'm gonna put my director artistic spin right. on it. It's like, God, dude, just. It's just under- just I don't do understand. the source material, like you know, just. Yeah, fun. I don't understand why they pick to do these things, knowing that there's great source material, but they're like, but I want to do something because eclectic Brian, or my because, own. Well, do something your own. Because most directors want to put their touch on it, right? Like so and they can say, well, thing. that was me. Dead. That was me. Dead. Make your own thing. Yeah. But yeah, like the thing with Storm. I mean, like there was. There were some parts with Apocalypse and his interaction with the horsemen that I was just like, okay, yeah. you know, I guess you had to boost the, the character of Apocalypse up a little bit because Sleeping I want to I want to say straight. something, but I don't want to spo- I don't want to be like super spoilish for anyone who might yeah. you might watch it, but it's just go in there with just an open mind and just go in there with no expectations because if you yeah. do that, you'll enjoy it more yeah, than right. trying to like go in there placing some sort of. Oh, I hope to see this. I hope to see that because you're probably not going to see what you want to see. Michael Fassbender speaking Polish is, I don't know what I was like. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that whole yeah that whole scene with him was yeah really good. Michael Fassbender he always brings it for these movies and he's a smooth motherfucker. Yeah. Well, no, okay, but that is one my one grab too. It's not a spoiler, but there is a there is a whole plot thing with him that they open up and then just do fucking nothing with it. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was to the point where it was like. Why even bring it up? Right. What was the point? Yes. I've got two guesses as to what that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was, and it was a key thing that could have like worked with the plot. Right. But then for some reason they were just like. And it was really and dumb. It was. Just, it was obvious they just didn't want. It's to. sounding more yeah. and more like X Men Origins Wolverine. They introduced all these really cool characters, yes. all yes. these really amazing really characters, good. and those amazing stories, and did nothing with it. Like Deadpool. Yeah. Here's Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. No, nah, we're not gonna do anything with that. No, he's gonna turn into Brock. Here's Gambit. Yeah, right. we're not gonna do anything with that. It's yeah. like Fox. basically, basically, it wasn't quite that bad. Let me no, yeah, not that bad, but it it, it did. Why well, introduce these that. amazing characters and then do nothing with them to have them stand around and brood? Let me yeah. clear this up. It's in fact an unknown actress, Lana Condor, who is Jubilee. So apologies to you, Lana Condor, that I wasn't stoked about you yeah. being <laughs> underutilized in a movie I didn't want to see because I'm certain you're lovely. And also apologies to Haley Kiyoko, who I thought it was. For dragging CSI Cyber, but it deserved it. <laughs> but yes, I think. Uh, do we, we? We got anything else? I think. I think we're we're okay. there, man. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up here. Uh, wrap it up for us here for another episode of the Greenleaf Couch. Um, I have a. I have an idea. I'll, I'll post. I wanna. I've already talked to her about it for the next next podcast. An idea because by the time we record our next episode, um, something will have been released. And I think it would be a really interesting mm. and fun, you know, fun episode for us. Something yeah. is going to be released on Blu-ray, which only one of us at this table has Three. seen, and one of these no one spoilers, of us on, no yeah, that I am uh, is going to be released, and I think we should all watch it and 
have our little opinions on it. So I will bring that up later and see what you guys see what you guys okay. say. Okay. All right. Thanks again for joining us. By all means, check us out on our fa uh, Facebook page. Check us out at our website, thegreenleafcouch.com. Um, give us any feedback you have on the episodes. We're always looking for constructive criticism. Um, and we want to know what you think. If there's any topics or any questions you have for us, shoot us an email. Let us know what's going on and let us know what you think. Uh, until next time, this is all of us here at the Greenleaf Couch signing off. <laughs>